0: What's up, Internet? You're tuned into episode one of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixelpar. Hey, guys. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about our wish list for Super Smash Brothers, our reactions to Nintendo Switch Online,
1: and how you spilt your tea. <laughs> so, uh, what's everyone been playing this week?
0: I. Much like most people with a Nintendo Switch have been spending a lot of time with some NES games. I
2: I think that's pretty much all I've been playing too.
0: I saw on uh, Twitter you made the comment about you started up a uh, Legend of Zelda playthrough and it did not
2: go as planned. Man, that game is so hard. You know, you play Breath of the Wild and you're like, oh, it's got some hard bits. And Then you go back to like the NES game. You're like, this is ridiculous. You know. At
1: least there's uh there's save state, so if you do screw up you can you can just Yeah, that, go back.
2: that involves me remembering to do that. I, I totally don't. I just play for and <laughs> die and I'm like, oh yeah, I probably should have saved earlier.
0: Well, I think I think the funniest thing is like you brought up Breath of the Wild, and I remember having moments in Breath of the Wild where I was like, Man, like this game does not give me any clues. I love that about it. And then you play the original Legend of Zelda, and you're like, forget about no clues. It's like you want to burn every bush in the game until you find the next dungeon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i just i just didn't remember how hard it was you know can you imagine having that back when it released
1: yeah no internet to be able to look up where you've got to go yeah you right. have to call the wait. nintendo hotline and and pay like <laughs> 150 a minute to figure out wait what you're meant to be doing <laughs> can you
2: imagine the guy on your other the phone every day yeah you've got to burn that bush no the other one <laughs> no not that one <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I'm like, the messed up thing is the people that were on that hotline were just gamers. Like, I don't even think they were, like, you know, anyone who really had any inside knowledge other than than they got to play the game earlier. So it's like, God help you if they didn't know the answer (laughs) to your question either. It's not like there was some archive you could go to, you know, or like, you don't know, like oh, maybe in six or seven issues of Nintendo Power, they'll tell me what I need to do. <laughs>
2: maybe that's all they had just like hundreds of copies of Nintendo Power and they're on the phone flicking through them. Hold on a minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you basically just both been playing Zelda then? You haven't played any other NES games?
0: Oh, I actually haven't touched Zelda yet. Um, I- I've I've played the original before, but uh, th- like lately... I've been using this as an opportunity to play a lot of the NES games I'd never touched before, mm-hmm. and then the rest of my time has been going to Super Mario Brothers 3, because, bless. But uh, I, uh, I I spent a good amount of time last night with Ice Climbers, actually, or Ice Climber, okay. and I'd never played that before.
1: Were you playing multiplayer on it?
0: No, no, I was just doing the single player, and I, I want to go back and try it with multiplayer, because I think it'd be a bit more fun, but... Boy, I, I was not expecting that jump mechanic to be so stiff. I, I
2: I loaded that game up, and the first thing I did was you jump and break the bro- blocks above you, because I'd never played it before either, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. And I was just trying to jump onto this little gap that I'd made for about five minutes. <laughs> I was yeah, like,
0: Jesus. It's like, when you arc your jump left or right, you, you move like, you have to really lean into it, and you move like one frame, like one pixel frame, and it's like... Oh my gosh! Like you really, really—I don't know—you you have to. It's like about pixel perfect accuracy, almost in a game that's slow. Yeah,
2: and that's so unique. I wasn't expecting it when I loaded it up. I'll be honest. I thought, oh, this would be kind of like bubble bubble. I'll just go through, and but no.
0: <laughs> and like I figured, I figured it would be one of those games that was really, really easy, and then ramped up quickly, you know. But it was like, no, this is this is tough right away, like. <laughs> And, and even, like, some of the enemies, you have, like, no recourse against them, you know, unless you bounce them from below or something. So it's, like, you're super vulnerable. You're not really mobile. Like, when you move, you kind of slide a little bit. And I was just like, wow, this game is challenging.
2: Yeah, that's when I close it down and play something easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's definitely a game I think I'm going to go back and try to, like, get good at though like that's always the thing with uh with these nes games when they're accessible for me like that's what happened with me on the wii u when they did that whole uh program in the first year where they put out a bunch of the nes games for like 30 cents like i played probably like 100 hours of punch out that year you know
1: (laughs) i just i don't find myself wanting to go back and play these maybe it's because i have zero nostalgia for them but They just look, most of them just look like trash. No, man. Tennis is so bad.
2: No, we're really good at tennis. sports games.
1: Why are there so many sports games? No, we were not good at tennis. (laughs) There's a video of me and Pixel on YouTube. And I think you clipped out pretty much all the parts. We were playing tennis for like five minutes. And only once, I think, did we manage to both hit the ball in the same same time.
2: Out of five minutes of footage, I managed to salvage about 10 seconds where it looked like we could play it.
1: (laughs) It was so hard, like coming from playing like Mario Tennis Aces, where you hit the hit the button and it just it always hits the ball. It is again about that pixel perfect accuracy, timing it exactly when the ball is going to come in. It was it was painful, <laughs> absolutely painful. And I don't know if there was a bit of lag because we were playing over the over the over online, and I don't know if you turned the the low latency mode on in the settings or not. I, I probably didn't but yeah it was it was a painful experience it was wonderful i was gonna say maybe maybe i um maybe i'm just terrible at video games and all these old games <laughs> are just too hard for me
0: yeah it's funny man because like obviously you know i'm only 25 like the NES is not my generation or anything like that but uh i, I took like, a video game history class in college and ever since then i've just been fascinated by retro games you know like the for the ones that are classics are classics, right? Like Mario and Super Mario Brothers three are as good now as they were in you know the eighties. But for like the sports games and those those sorts of things, I I kind of like that they're janky. Like I like that they don't play well. Like that's like part of the experience of us, you know, especially when you play them two player. Like, um, one of my, uh, a friend of mine is coming over <clears throat> tomorrow to, uh, record some let's plays. And like, I can't wait to play tennis with him and see us not be able to get a fucking volley. Going, I- you know? Like- yeah yeah i was playing it last night to try and like practice it's so it's
1: hard like,
0: it's so fucking i got the floor fucking wiped with me by the npcs it was hilarious i put it on like the uh level one ai and he still just
1: yeah, but it gets me. to the point where they've like they've got three in and then they just they just lose it on purpose they're just like oh you've put me on one difficulty i'm just gonna run over to the opposite side of the screen and you can just see it being pur- purposefully stupid so it'll lose the ball yeah. So that it gives you, a sh- like, a fighting chance. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Always feels bad when a CPU takes pity on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jeez.
0: Uh, but yeah, aside from that, the other games that I've really been spending time with is, uh, weirdly enough, I've played a good amount of NES baseball and ice hockey, uh, which are both <laughs> mixed levels of good. Like, baseball is not very good, but it's fun. Hockey's actually good, but, you know, it's, it's pretty tough. Um, and then Balloon Fight, which is... One of my favorite NES yeah, games. Yeah, Balloon Fight I is good. fucking love Balloon Fight. Um, the music in that game is like,
2: ugh. Have you played the Yoshi game yet?
0: I, I've played it like previously. Uh, I did like a Let's Play for it like a couple years ago, but I haven't played it on my Switch oh, yet. I'm
1: sorry. Addicted. I really liked that.
2: Yeah, I'm addicted to it. I used to have it on Game Boy. It got released as a Game yeah. Boy game and I played it nonstop when I was a kid. And I opened it up and I was like, Yoshi, what game's that? I opened it I was like, oh my God, it's that game. And now I'm just addicted all <laughs> <Yeah>. over again. <laughs>
0: I love, uh, I love like arcadey puzzle games like that. It's like both Yoshi and Yoshi's Cookie are just like, mm, love those games. They're just fun, you know, and having a game like that on the Switch is something I think once it gets its hooks in me again, I'll probably put a lot of time into it, just like I did with like Puyo Puyo Tetris when I picked that up. <laughs> Which is
1: basically just Doc- Dr. Mario, right, is Puyo Puyo.
0: Yeah. Uh, or like... Um... I think it's a little different because I haven't played much Doctor Mario, but if you've ever played um, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine on the second oh, Genesis, yes.
1: yeah, yeah, that's that. Poyo yeah. Poyo,
0: and it's like exactly Poyo Poyo.
1: What when did Yoshi change from that puzzle game that's a bit Tetrisy to just a boring old platformer that's just too easy? At what stage um, did that happen?
0: First of all, it was with uh, the Super Nintendo. It was with like Super Mario World Two, which is Yoshi's Island. And that game is great don't speak ill of it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh ever ever since that game they definitely became kind of like in that kirby echelon of like
2: platformers for babies (laughs) i enjoyed woolly world i'll be honest i don't think they're you know that bad
0: no no i i I don't know i think the thing with yoshi games is the same thing with kirby games where i like playing them because they're aesthetically interesting and like They're relaxing, you know, it's like they're not like a tense, high stress platformer. Like that's what I have Celeste for when I like I'm having, uh, you know, like when I'm like already tense or like having like a rough day, I don't need to like play something that's like a nail biting game. Sometimes I just want to play like a nice Yoshi game and listen to some dinosaurs sing and, (laughs) you know, have have a gay old time.
2: (laughs) So apart from NES games, um, which I think you and me have just been playing nonstop, have you been playing any new
1: games, Steve? I, a bit, I bought Undertale, so I went away with work for a couple of days. Yes! And I've been playing Undertale. It's such a good game.
0: Yes! Oh my <laughs> god, I was so nervous to hear what your thoughts were on it. when, uh, Before your trip, you were like asking, oh, what game should I pick yeah. up? And you're like, I was thinking about Undertale. I was like, you've never played Undertale? F- fuck every other game on the Switch. Get Undertale.
1: Even like I had no idea what to expect, and then the start is really—it is a really funny game as well. Like the start with the flower, and then it's like, "Oh, go after these like white seeds; it's gonna heal you or whatever." And then it just calls you like, basically, you're you're a, an idiot. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and and um. I just got to the point where I met Sans and Papyrus, and okay. I, like, I was just laughing at the fact that there's just these stupid fonts, and everything they say comes up in Comic Sans or Papyrus, and it's just really nerdy and ridiculous, but it's a really cool game. Yeah, them! They're so cool!
0: <laughs> yeah, for uh, for you audio listeners, <laughs> I, I've got my Sans and Papyrus uh, action figure Amiibo n- knockoffs right here. <laughs>
1: I'd love an Amiibo, like a proper Amiibo support for the game. So that would be cool.
2: I, I still not played it, you know. I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to have to play it now. Peace really? Success.
1: It's really good. It's really good.
2: It's one of those
0: games where I don't, I, like, I always am really careful with how I recommend it to people because, like, I, there's something where someone people overhype something and then, like, ruin it. But, like, Undertale is a really significant game. Like, I, I honestly believe that it's one of the best games that's ever been made.
1: Um, I'm hardly and, like, anywhere I... through it, and uh, and like uh, like it is really enjoyable, and I think it's made by one person, right? Did he? Uh,
0: so it, it was made by like a handful of people, okay. but Toby Fox was the lead designer. He wrote all the music. He designed. I was like, going to say did write... characters? Did he
1: write the music? Because the music is really good. <laughs>
0: Dude, I I it's in my other room, so I'm not going to get up and get it, but I spent 50 bucks on eight uh, I am 8 bits vinyl pressing of the Undertale mm. soundtrack because I love that soundtrack.
2: You're like you're like a mega fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it's and it's crazy because like, I, you know, there are people that are way, way more into it than I am, but I just I just really appreciate it. You know, it's a it's a really solid game um and yeah toby fox is a genius he did like 90 percent of the work on his own he did the whole thing in game maker
2: you you, you sold it to me man i'll pick it up afterwards
0: good <laughs> awesome awesome i can't wait to hear more uh more of your guys takes on it um so so steve you're you're definitely you're like in you're gonna see a thrill? Yeah,
1: 100 so it's it's i mean fortnite season six has just come out so that's potentially gonna be taking over some of my time and i get back into sure. that with my friends but um for like a single player game is it's got me hooked so I'm looking forward to playing that nice
0: you know what I've been thinking about picking it up again because I wanted to play it over so maybe I'll get it we can all play it at the same time
1: (laughs) yeah that would be really cool actually awesome and we could do like a like a game club kind of thing on here and just talk about where we are and what point in the game
0: yeah that'd be great Maybe when we're all done, we can do a spoiler, spoiler-filled review for a game that's yeah. three years old. Well, there's old. already something. <laughs> there's
1: there's already something I want to talk to you about that, like I I don't know if it, I had to do it in a specific way or if there was another way to do it, but I don't want to spoil it with if Pixel's going to yeah, play I'm the game play, or If anyone I mean, else some listening, some people play listening it. might not have played okay. it too. So. Yeah,
0: but... put. put write it down steven bring it up next okay. week once once pixels at that part in the game because you're right in the beginning so if pixel if you pick it up and play for like you know an hour or two you'll probably get to where Steven is okay so
1: oh it wasn't even an uh, hour it was like 30 minutes into the game
0: okay perfect then uh, uh you know what i think i know what you're talking about we're i'm gonna ask you about this off <laughs> see that's the beautiful thing when they announced that undertale is getting re-released i was like even if i don't play undertale it's an excuse for me to talk about it again yeah you know? <laughs> like, it's really good it's back in the cultural lexicon which is super exciting
1: the other thing i did i went to uh egx on saturday which is like a i guess the uk equivalent of pax um and nintendo had a really big presence there this year and i got to play a few demos i didn't get to play pokemon i saw a lot of people playing Pokemon you should have pushed because people they... out of the way for that man get out of my way i'm playing it <laughs> the queue was over three hours long all day uh, so there was no way i was queuing up for three hours to play pokemon um we need to
0: make fake press badges for ourselves excuse <laughs> me
1: excuse me. I'm you, you say like we could actually just get press badges well uh... <laughs> now you tell me we well, didn't ask um, <laughs> but I, I got to play diablo 3 mario Party, smash brothers um untitled goose game about two minutes of Dark Souls before I threw it away in frustration. <laughs> did either of you play the Dark Souls network demo? I, I played it uh, for a bit. What the fuck is up with them using the B button for everything? I know, it's so backwards, man. Like, they, they did it, they they told me that at EGX. It was like, oh yeah, but you have to press B to select everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Are they changing that for the release? He was like, I I don't know, I don't
2: know. Uh,
1: and then I tried the network demo. Nope, it's still the B button. And it doesn't look very good. The game, I don't think.
2: It looks okay. It's um, I never played the original one. You know, I I picked up on um, Bloodborne and then went to Dark Souls three, and I love those games to bits. You know, and playing Dark Souls on the Switch again, I've had it pre ordered for you know months and months and months. Um, I'm kind of considering cancelling my pre order now. The controls are so clunky. Ooh, really? Yeah, I I'm not digging it. It's you know, I'm useless smoothness game and. You know, Bloodborne's really smooth, the gameplay's really good, character responds really well. Dark Souls on Switch, you know, the original one, when it's remastered, they didn't improve upon that. It's still quite clunky, the character's a bit awkward. You know, and I I, I picked it up and I got a bow and arrow at one point um, in the beginning, and I just didn't know how to use it, I couldn't work it out.
1: No, I couldn't work anything out on the, on the demo I played at EGX, and... There was, like, no instructions other than some signs you're meant to read as you go along. Yeah. It's like, press press R to do an attack, which felt weird as well. Like, it should have been ZR to do a normal attack. Uh, anyway. So, so, out of the games
2: you did play at EGX, which was, you know, which stood out as good, not bad.
1: Diablo um, Smash and Mario Kart were all fantastic. Diablo 3, the, it was a 15-minute demo, and it was just like, um, it was one of the uh like rifts that they do in the game and it was just a demo rift and you got to take on the butcher and diablo and you you went down and it was like a a four-player multiplayer that you had to play with three other people oh that's cool but it was solid 60 frames per second not a peep on on handheld um and really really good mario pi i got to play like um they call it a Mario-thon, which is like a new mode in uh, Mar- Super Mario Party. And it's like five mini games. So they're like really cool. They pretty much all use motion controls. So if you're not a fan of motion controls, it's probably not going to be a very good game to pick up. Uh, but the HD rumble works really well. There's one where you have to like um, flip a piece of meat to try and cook all sides to so this cube of meat. And you have to uh, feel with the HD rumble when it stops sizzling. So you know when to kind of flip it over, which was really cool. That's really clever. And it, you can, you like f- go, oh, I need to flip it. And uh, if you flip it too hard, then it flies out of the pan and you have to start again with <laughs> a new piece of meat. So, uh, but, but that was really fun. Um, and I got to play Smash Brothers with a GameCube controller, which was so interesting. Who did you choose in Smash Bros? That's a real question. I played first round as Bayonetta and then the second round as Pac-Man. Ooh. Interesting. But they didn't have... They don't. I don't think they had the full roster. They just certainly didn't have Isabelle in there, uh, which is unsurprising because they've only just unveiled her. But I, I've never played Smash Brothers before, so it was really interesting what? to me. No, I've never what? played Smash Brothers before, so it's really never interesting. Never
0: played Final Fantasy before! Never played <laughs> Smash Brothers.
2: <laughs>
1: get him off the podcast, get him um, off. Yeah, so I have no idea if it was good on a GameCube controller or if it was fine on the Pro Controller, but it felt fine on the GameCube controller. It feels really nice, so...
0: This raises so many questions for me. The fact that you've never played Smash and the first character you ever picked was Bayonetta. Like... (laughs) No, you know, you, you weren't like, oh, Mario or, you know,
1: like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I thought it was going to be like the bayonet game where she has that thing with the shoe that she stamps down on people, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. I couldn't figure out how to do most of the special things. But when I had Pac-Man, I could figure out how to like get him to run across the screen and eat people. I've managed to figure that out. So that worked out all right.
2: You know, there's going to be so many people in the queue behind you. We were watching you go. what is he doing? You know,
1: this guy's taking up time. I won the second game. round on sudden death against like a seven-year-old. So it was fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't even let him win. That's terrible. For a second, I was like, oh, all right, he, he won on sudden Oh, against a seven-year-old. Okay, okay, now it makes sense. <laughs>
1: But yeah, and Untitled Goose Game was great. It was the same demo as uh, that's been floating around for online, um, but it's a really good game. I'm really excited about that. Whether that makes it into the actual game or not, I don't know. Or If it is just a demo piece.
2: Cool. I'm going to ask you though, what character did you choose in Mario Party? And I think I know what you're going to say. Who do you think? I think it's
1: going to be Toad. No, sadly, Toad and Toadette are not playable characters in Super Mario. Party. Are Pride. they not? Really? No. Oh wow, I didn't so know. That. I was devastated. So I who did I play as a warrior as warrior fair play? yeah, they are they do other things in the game, huh. so you can't play them as characters. Toad runs the marathon, and Toadette does something else. They're like part of the story of Super Mario Party, I guess if you want to call it that
0: weird, you know though I guess now that I'm thinking about it, they did that in Super Mario Party three. Or not Super Mario Party, Mario Party 3. I remember Donkey Kong was a playable yes, character Donkey, until then.
1: Don, well, Donkey Kong got put on the board at certain points. There was like yeah. a DK space yeah. and you couldn't play as him. And Toad, I, I think there was a point when Toad wasn't playable because he ran the shop, the, the capsule shop, and you had to go and you could buy things from him. So
0: That is that is tragic. I know how important it is to you to be able to play as Toad. <laughs> <Yeah>. Toadette.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, Toadette's my new picture now on um on the Switch. Now that they've released Toad oh, yeah, pictures of course. on 6.0. So yeah, at least they get some Toad in my life. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I'm not even going to question that.
1: <laughs> yeah well he's had some he's had a bad reputation lately, thanks to Donald Trump, but. so
0: I was trying with every fiber of my being to avoid bringing that up I'm like, I don't want to be the one American on the show who brings up his president's dick, but <laughs> yeah, he's had a rough go of it this week, not in Super Mario party, turning up in some other yeah. unpleasant places, mm hmm Real quick, did you guys see <laughs> Nintendo of America's response to that whole thing? No. It was brilliant. What did they say? So what did they say? They, they, they didn't say anything. They put out a tweet that was literally just a series of indented periods, and then just a picture of Toad with that little, like, you know, like <laughs> it's not that smirk he has, but it's when his mouth is closed, and he's just kind of like, mm.
1: Yes. Yeah. You know,
0: like he just looks like he's like a little bit like, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> no context. It's just That's amazing. Perfect, that is amazing. Perfect response. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. well, yeah. So you you guys have been playing um, the NES games that came with like Switch Online, um, right. and we haven't really discussed it. Like, what do you think of the service?
0: Uh, so so far, it's been interesting because I remember. Um, when I downloaded the service for the first time i I downloaded the NES app or whatever and was kind of like, "Oh, so this is it, you know? like uh, it doesn't because like I don't know, I guess I'm still somewhat stuck in this mindset of you know the three sixty p s three era where like being online was like a visual thing, you know, of just like, oh, we're online. like this is the online service. Yeah, yeah. And it just looks like the switch UI. Um, so it's like, aside from this one app that I downloaded that I'm playing these games locally on my hardware anyway, uh, it doesn't feel that much different. So it's like, I love the NES game, so I feel positive about the service, but it's one of those things of like, what's your take on the service? It's like, oh, I don't, I really don't know. <laughs> it's you weird, know?
2: isn't like... it? So, so what do you think of the service? Well, I downloaded an app. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's pretty cool.
2: But the games are excellent, but...
0: And the UI is nice. Yeah. Like it's cool that you can rearrange their order and everything. Like save states are great. Like the the app for the NES ROMs is excellent. But it's,
1: the the app itself is is amazing, and I really can't get over how much smoother that thing is than the eShop when you scroll through the eShop and it's laggy or you bring the menu out and it like stutters over at like two frames a second. Uh, I don't understand why it's so different. It's I, I know f- from a technical perspective, the eShop's some crappy web view yeah. and, and it's, just, it's just loading up in HTML and the uh, the NES client's probably some native thing. but Yeah, the eShop's
2: actually made in React and stuff. it just pulls info from their server. So, you know, <laughs> if it's laggy, it's laggy. I
1: oh, know, it's terrible though.
0: But yeah, overall, um, I, you know, I think I, I love the price point for what I'm getting here. You know, like I paid a buck for each of these NES games. I'm super happy with that. We're going to get more stuff added. <clears throat> and I think for me, I think if the price doesn't increase, I think long term, this will end up being something that becomes more and more of a value. Like, I think right now it's like, oh, it's it's not that much money. It's like acceptable. But I think... Once that library of NES games is, you know, 40 or 60 or 100 games or or there's SNES titles or there's Game Boy titles, like it's going to start looking very attractive. So as an early adopter right now, it's kind of like there's not much to say, but it's certainly meeting my expectations. You know, it's, it's certainly a satisfactory experience and I don't have any complaints.
2: I think they nailed it with the price points, especially with the uh, family membership as well. <clears throat> You know, compared to, like, competitors, it's so cheap. If you get a family plan and, you know, you've got multiple switches, it's still even cheaper. So, you know, I I don't think it'd be fair to expect much more than it is from it at this point.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, right. Like, the fact that you can pay for, what is it, eight people's accounts for half of what their competitors charge, pretty much. It's like, that's that's a good deal, you know?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's unfair to say it's half the price of competitors, though, because if you sign up for Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus, it's for the whole console. It's not just for that one account on that console. Mm, so that's a good point. With Switch Online, it's each account on that console has to have an online account, which, again, you know, like we've discussed before, um, it is that extra convoluted step to set it up for your kids. If you've got yeah. one Switch in the house and you've got three kids and you want to set up online so they can each play Mario Kart together online... It's that extra step you have to go and create them each a Nintendo account and link that up to the family plan and then they they go ahead for it. I think it's it's a it's a still a decent price point and I paid well, fifteen quid with I well, used some of my gold coins and got twelve months. Um and and like Pete said if if they continue to add to it 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 becomes like Netflix you know Netflix they started off with a single original show with house of cards and then they added oranges the new black and ozark and carried on adding their own content and then you go actually yeah there is some stuff on here that i want to sign up for they add snes games you know even move into n64 add some game boy titles they put warrior land 4 on there from uh the game boy fans i'll be all over it i'll be you know, <laughs> saying yes go get the service yeah well i think the
0: super nintendo thing is like there's there's a ton of games on super nintendo that i think are enough that people will shill out the 20 bucks yeah 100
1: i want to play uh, super mario world i'd probably go back i'd probably play some classic um uh final fantasy mario kart i would not play final fantasy i'd probably play corona trigger um if they put ever put that on there play ff6
0: it's great
1: <laughs> i want to play um uh what's it called uh link to the past mm-hmm. i'd play that if, they, go, if that yeah. en- ended up on there as well i think the snes games are probably going to be more uh, well-received if they ever do it.
2: I, I think one of the smart moves would be to move on to Game Boy games because Nintendo could really, really push it by putting, like, red and blue from Pokemon on there. You know, yeah. Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, I've just sold an extra, you know, million units of subscription.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Even Tetris. Yeah, Tetris. You know it's like, like
2: there's there's a
0: few games on the Game Boy that are, like, I think of, on that level, you know, but, like, Pokemon's, like, obviously, you know, that's next level. But you think about how many copies they sold of that game when they just brought a ROM of it to 3DS and people were like, oh my God,
2: yeah,
1: exactly. really? Yeah. We,
0: it's like, it's, it's just a ROM. Do it, just do it, print the money. You know, especially like, oh my God, can you imagine? Like, it was great that they were able to get all of the link cable functionality realized on the 3DS, but mm-hmm. it was still online on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your mileage may vary on how well it worked. Imagine that on the Switch though. Like, mm, forget about it.
2: It's interesting because they could even do it so that you've got the Game Boy games on 3DS, um, hook that up to you know the online service and connect it with Switch and people kind of transfer their save files over to the Switch version, kind of encouraging or people to move on to the newer hardware.
1: Well, that's right. exactly how the new Monster Hunter game works. You can transfer it over from the 3DS to the Switch. Oh, so yeah, exactly. There's no technical reason why they couldn't do it, and I think that would be a good move if they wanted to shift more Switch units.
2: It'd kind of tie in with Pokemon Let's Go as well, you know? Once people have finished mm-hmm. playing that, oh, rediscover the classics. Yeah, That could work. absolutely
0: i mean i think that was why the timing of those were so perfect last time right like i remember uh, the funniest thing in the world to me was going on twitter and seeing all the uh, like gen zers playing the game for the first time and being like w- how do i get past this fucking bush <laughs> you know like just like them having these moments of like what am i supposed to like where do i get flash and like that kind of stuff was just like Oh, this warms my heart. Like, I love seeing these kids going through this for the first <laughs> time. But it's like, hey, bless you guys. At least you have an online resource where you can go on Twitter and be like, what do I do?
2: <laughs> like, I remember being sat in the back of the car with my best friend when it came out. And we were both just like, so have you done this? No. Oh, it's like Zelda, I guess. You're just passing info around yeah. trying to work out what the hell you're supposed to be yeah. doing.
0: Yeah, man. Or, uh, you know, like, I remember um, I when I got the game... I got it. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, like, big box stores like we do in the States, but, like, um, they're, like, warehouse stores. Like, they're, like, Costco is one of them where it's, like...
1: Yeah, we have Costco.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. So, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, th- in the States, at least, they have really good bi- video game bundles back in the day. And I had the, like, Game Boy bundle that came with the strategy guide. So I had, like, the holy fucking grail of information, you know? It's like, I'd bring it to school and be like, oh, like, have you gotten to this part? What do I do? It's like, let's check
2: the guide, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Uh, Most popular kid in school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was like, all of a sudden, I've got, like, you know, the Rosetta Stone here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. But uh, uh, alongside, um, you know the the release of of nes um excuse me not nes of uh nintendo switch online this week we also got a updated statement from nintendo regarding their attitudes on cloud saves uh which i thought was interesting because they they said it was like a clarification you know like oh well you just misunderstood what we meant this time and like reading their original statement i guess it could be but no
1: it's a total pivot from what it, they, it what it they really said it really
0: feels like this was like a, oh my god okay fuck we're sorry like <laughs> the
2: original statement <laughs> so if you read that and it was a day that your subscription was going to run out you'd be like oh crap let's renew yeah so i think that's yeah, what they yeah. were trying to do and then like you and said like, they pivoted
0: yeah and, and like it was vaguely worded enough where i can see why they're like oh no no no, just let us clarify our position but mm-hmm. i don't know how any reasonable person would have read that original faq statement and thought anything but you know that it was going to be deleted uh, but now we know you've got up to uh, six months or 180 days to recover your saves as long as you renew uh, your subscription.
1: And that is only the online saves, right? Because I've seen some people get confused and think once you switch to a cloud save, you don't have the local save anymore. But you do no. still have the local yeah. save, right? Yeah,
0: yes. Yeah. A- any any cloud save backup is just that. It's a backup.
1: Mm-hmm. How, how are those working for you guys? Because my Zelda backup is still pending. It has not gone through
0: i haven't even tried it yet honestly like i i, I downloaded the service and like I, i've been playing nes games you know like my thought mm-hmm. of just like oh right there's cloud saves it's like sure i should back these up but <laughs> i was never that worried about it like i know a lot of people are like oh my god if my switch breaks like i'm fucked like, i'm doomed but uh, you know for me if my switch breaks like I'm not getting another Switch tomorrow. You know, it's like, that's that's the thing I'd have to wait for. So it's like, for me, if my Switch breaks, the least of my worries are my saves.
2: I've not checked mine either. I have no idea if they've backed up or not.
1: Yeah. some Some of my games backed up just fine. A lot of them are marked as not supported, like Splatoon 2.
2: So does it just do
0: it automatically, or do you have to go do it yeah, manually?
1: Yeah, it's meant oh. to be automatic. It, oh, I think great. whenever it goes in the dock and it's connected to an internet connection, but half of them are just stuck doing nothing. Have you tried to do it manually? You can It just swirls and says it's pending. <laughs> you can <laughs> manually like push to do it, yeah. but they're in the middle of doing an automatic backup, and it's just going nowhere. So I have no idea what's happening with it.
0: It's like you're just sitting sitting there sweating bullets.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Watching it like paint dry.
2: Uh, Maybe maybe you need to update a game or something. I don't know. Does it need to be on the latest version?
1: Uh, I could check that. I mean, I'm not that bothered about Zelda anymore. I would have been devastated if I was in the middle of playing it still, but I finished that. I'm sure I I was done with that many months ago.
2: Maybe they just want everyone to start again, experience it all again.
1: (laughs) Did any of you go back on the hardcore mode on that?
0: No, nah, I just wasn't motivated to like, I, I really enjoyed Zelda. But um, I think unlike most people, I I didn't devour it. Like it was a game that I, I played the entirety of that year off and on, you know, like, I took a break, because uh, it and Horizon Zero Dawn came out within a week of each other. Mm-hmm. And I like had this moment of like, you know, I prefer Horizon, so I'm going to finish it and then pick up Zelda again. But I was always kind of playing it, you know? Yeah. So, like, I played it for, like, 80 hours over the course of a year, and it's like, I didn't need more, you know? Like, I loved it. I loved my experience with it. I didn't even do all the content that was in the vanilla game, though. What the hell do I need DLC for?
1: Oh. I, I bought the DLC, but I never went back to do the ridiculously hard mode, New Game Plus kind of thing. I started to
2: New Game Plus. Yeah. It's good. Did you? It makes it
1: so good. You
0: get by the Lionel on the... Uh... <laughs> the great plateau no i'm
1: fine i
2: was fine with it i knew i knew what i was expecting when i went in so i went cautiously how
1: does it compare to the nes game is it harder it's
2: a different kind of hard isn't it you know okay, that's just combat hard and the original one's kind of what the fuck am i doing hard
0: yeah so if you want to play dark souls on switch uh play new game plus yeah there you go Dark Souls, but with good controls <laughs> <laughs> and more that you can understand.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I was I'm so annoyed about that. I love Dark Souls games, and maybe it's just because it's an old game, but
1: yeah. No, I to me it just feels like it felt like such a lazy port. Like not even switching the A and B button. It just it just it it felt like they'd taken the Xbox version, the Xbox 360 version, and just slammed it on. Didn't add any real flourishes optimizations doesn't run uh, i i mean it seemed to be solid 30 but that's a bit I on my network really test i that that was
2: playing it stuttered a bit
1: It stuttered as well yeah
2: i got a bit of stuttering on the network test
0: i don't know i don't i don't want to like throw shade at them or anything like that but uh they didn't properly optimize a port of dark souls you don't say mm-hmm. it's like you guys remember when they when it came to pc and there was like yeah. a fan patch you needed to make the game
1: run like But the the PS4 and Xbox remasters that came out earlier this year seemed to be well-received and seemed to be well-optimized, running at 60 frames a second and stuff. It just felt like, one, we had to wait another six months for it after the other ones when it was meant to be released in, what, February? And then um, it's not that great. To be fair,
2: the network test, and I'm sure your demo build, does
1: say it's not final. It is. How how much tweaking have they got to do before they send it to the print like the cartridge printing oh do people still do that
2: i thought they just patched it out on day one
1: they're gonna have this 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 it's what three weeks away they did the network test they have not got a lot of time left
2: i'm not defending them at I- all i'm just saying that is one excuse
0: can, can you imagine if they delete it again they're like we've heard your feedback <laughs> 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 oh. We specifically listened to episode one of the podcast, and you know they made a lot of strong points. We are going to delay the game another six to eight months. Uh, See you in 2019. Jeez. Uh, and then the last little bit of uh, of news, and this isn't necessarily directly involved with the Nintendo Switch Online, but I figured we'd bring it up, was uh, the announcement that Sony finally caved on crossplay, So all you Nintendo Switch owners can finally play uh, Fortnite with your PS4 friends.
2: It took them so long to do that. I can't believe that they, because they were quite adamant that PS4 is the best place to play mm-hmm. and that they wouldn't yeah. get involved. But I, I think they must have seen that, you know, with the new Fortnite season coming up, they're probably going to miss out on, you know, sales.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, this was announced yesterday, Fortnite season 6 came out today, and I know I bought an Xbox just for this very reason, that oh, really? I, so I could so I could play it because I the, the it's not necessarily people really want to play it with their PlayStation friends. And I I don't think that's really the problem people had. They could understand, yeah, we can't play with our Fortnite friends the biggest complaint was if you'd bought a battle pass on the ps4 and then went to use that account on the on the nintendo switch or on the xbox you couldn't play it it was just like no you've used this account on another platform you cannot play with this account on this platform
0: and it was even worse than that because if you had had a pc account and you hooked it up yes to your and PS4 you linked it even to the like if you like, I, I know there was like people who are writing into my favorite podcast where they're like, I spent $300 on Fortnite on PC and now it's stuck. Behind, it's stuck because I connected it to PS4 once.
1: Yep. You know, and you can't unlink it. So what, nope. even if you unlinked it and you played it once on the PS4, you could then never play it on another platform. That's it was completely ridiculous. So that was the biggest complaint people had and that's now solved. So like if you play Fortnite mainly on the PlayStation, but you're going away somewhere, or you want to play it on the go on Uh, the switch you can take your battle pass with you and continue to level up and unlock stuff which i think is is the right thing to do i don't think many people really care about not being able to play with their friends on the playstation
0: yeah i don't i don't i I agree with you i think that was the thing where like i think that's still an anti-consumer move on sony's part but it was understandable right if you want to keep people walled in your own garden because you have the numbers to support a player population, that's your prerogative. Like, you want to make more money, fine, right? Like, I would argue that there's probably more money to be made by playing ball, but you know, who's to say? And I I didn't like that position, but I wasn't going to lambast them for it, whereas locking money and content that people paid for on your platform, even if that's not their primary platform, is unacceptable, you know? Like, that's totally just... You're fucking your consumer. And that's never, ever acceptable or a good idea. And I think that's why Sony ultimately flinched, is that whatever perceived profit difference there was is not worth the negative PR. Because Sony's on top right now, but we're creeping closer and closer to a new console generation. And we saw how easily Sony stole the throne from Microsoft this year mm-hmm. again and how e- easily microsoft stole it from them last generation so it's like why would you even seed that ground why even allow microsoft and nintendo to look like the cool kids and you're the asshole who doesn't want to play
2: because there's other games isn't there? there's minecraft that works between xbox and nintendo switch with crossplay yes rocket league rocket league um and fortnite supposed to be the first step that's what they call it anyway the first step in enabling cross-platform on ps4 so it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see what other games they kind of go through after the open beta
1: my guess is the second one is the elder scrolls card game because uh they bethesda specifically said they don't want to put that game anywhere where there's not cross play because they want people to be able to buy one card deck and take it anywhere with them whether that's mobile whether that's switch whether that's pc playstation or xbox they just want it working absolutely everywhere so i would imagine pressure from them also like amounted to it
2: when does that game come out is that fairly soon or
1: i believe so yeah
0: yeah i think it's around the corner
2: Okay, so we should see more games get cross-play, hopefully, fairly soon.
0: Yeah, I, I think it seems likely. And, I mean, like, Fortnite is, I think, like, a great game to start with. Obviously, it's, you know, the biggest game in the world. It's the game that started this controversy. But the fact that it is the biggest game in the world is, like, well, it's a perfect one to test it out on, right? Like, nobody's playing any cross-platform capable game more than Fortnite, so mm-hmm. once that's figured out, you know, but the thing is, I think a lot of it is on the dev end because I remember um, listening to, uh, oh, I can't remember the gentleman's name now, but he's a former games journal who's one of the uh, leads at Psyonix, which is the, um, the, the dev Rocket behind League. Rocket League. Yeah, thank you. And um, he said publicly a few times that they're like cross platform would could work, you know, five minutes from now, they need to just switch flip a switch. They have it figured out you know so for some of these games i think as, so- as soon as sony says go for it it'll be up you know i think rocket league is probably one of the first we'll see because we know that the solution is already baked into the like they're ready
2: so that that could be the next game then you know cross play between switch and ps4 and xbox with rocket league
0: and I- Rocket League has a history with PlayStation. You know, like, it debuted as a PS Plus game. Like, I think its biggest audience, you know, for a long time was on PlayStation. I don't know if that's the truth anymore. But, um, yeah, I I feel like that's probably a a really obvious contender for one of the first, if not the second, you know? Or, again, Minecraft, right? Minecraft is still, like, a huge fucking game, you know? Like, not getting cross-play on Minecraft was a big blow for Sony. So, I think that's one that, they're probably eager to fix too.
2: I wonder how they'll deal with D, because you've got Nintendo exclusive content in a lot of those games that have got crossplay. I know Rocket League's yeah. got some like Mario cars. I'm pretty sure Minecraft
1: yeah. has some Nintendo stuff in it too. It has uh, Mario and Luigi skins. Um mm-hmm. that works. There's crossplay already on Rocket League with PC players. So that works just fine. You can have your Mario and Luigi car and hat and that just renders out exact absolutely fine on the other end, as far as I know. Oh okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about it, right? Like, uh, it's interesting because, like, from, like, a graphical perspective, there's nothing, like, that would make me think that's impossible. But it's, like, how crazy is it that you could be playing Rocket League on your PlayStation and see somebody with, like, you know, Nintendo swag? I I think I saw this on
2: Reddit a while ago. And it's the skins on – I know the skins on Rocket League, apparently, when you're playing it on another, like, say, PC, for instance – it doesn't actually render them, it renders a totally different skin, like a basic card oh, skin. Oh, really? does Oh, okay. That's what I read, So you anyway.
1: only see it yourself. Alright, okay. That oh, makes okay. sense. Oh, okay.
0: That's really interesting. That, that almost seems like more
2: work. Yeah, it's an odd <laughs> one. I don't know if that's still the case, but I remember reading about it.
0: I mean, I guess it makes sense uh, just to avoid causing drama with your partners or whatever, but it's kind of weird, because like, with Minecraft crossplay, you can see like, Xbox Live stuff on mm-hmm. your Nintendo Switch. So it's like, how much does it really matter at this point? You know, like, we all know what's going on here. Like, that seems like such an old-fashioned concern. You know, like, when Sony was like, oh, we don't want people spending money on Xbox Live stuff and using it on PlayStation. It's like, I get that, but it's like, you know, at, at this point, it's like, the walls are down, you know?
1: To, to that point, um, that's already the case. If you buy... V-bucks, the Fortnite in-game currency on either the Switch or the Xbox, they're not usable on the other platform. Mm. So you can you can earn them through the battle pass and you can buy a battle pass and you can buy a skin and that's usable, but you can't then top up your account on one platform because I tried to do it because I had loads of gold coins left on my Nintendo account, top up with that, use the coins you can't then use them on the Xbox. It doesn't really matter because you can just boot your Switch up and use them there, but if you purchase some coins on one platform and then try to use them on the other, they just don't appear in the balance at all.
2: Doesn't Fortnite have oh. some PS4 exclusive stuff in it as well? Yeah, yes, it' does,
1: yeah.
0: I think they're the only platform that actually has exclusive skins.
1: <laughs> and Samsung Galaxy phones. What? Uh, okay. Really? Yep. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Uh, yeah, it's funny because I remember when they did the, um, like during E3... Uh, in the States, Sony always does the PlayStation experience where you can like go to a movie theater and like watch the conference. And I went and did the one in Philadelphia um, because I live in that, around that area. And uh, they gave me like a bunch of stuff that I could redeem codes for. And one of them was like an exclusive Fortnite skin. And I was like, oh, good thing my Epic account isn't connected to PS4. So I'm never going to use this cool skin that they gave me. Oh, well.
1: (laughs) You could give it a go now
0: yeah i guess i could so uh what other nintendo stories were interesting to you guys this week
2: we had news of the uh the new pokemon that definitely wasn't a placeholder yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh little surprising that one pretty interesting how that whole story played out over the course of like a week or so
2: yeah it's really odd that so for people that are listening and don't know what happened basically pokemon go the smartphone game, a, a new Pokemon appeared in it, and everyone was really confused because they didn't announce it beforehand. It's it was being captured and turned into a Ditto, and everyone was like, "Is this is this a new Pokemon? Is it a placeholder? Has Niantic screwed up?" And uh, how how long did it take? Like a week before Nintendo said it was open? like a week,
0: and, and I know that there was like another. They had like an event uh, where like the up the catch rate of like Chikorita was like. Um... Bounced up and yeah. like some of them were turning into chicaritas as well.
2: So, yeah, that was another Which- one. But yeah, it's a real Pokemon, apparently.
0: It definitely seems to me like it was a glitch. Like they released it early yeah. and then we're like, oh, fuck, well, here's like, let's create a narrative around it. Cause like, w- it's one thing to release it and not say anything and like try to build up the hype, but why was it turning into other Pokemon? And then they made a public statement where they were like, any of your Meltans that turned into a Ditto or whatever can't turn back. Sorry. It's like, that's got to be a glitch. This had to be an accident.
2: Maybe. I think someone, someone data sniffed the traffic from Pokemon Go first and captured an image of it, didn't they? And that's when it first yeah. kind of came out. But then- I think that's true. But then why was it going into network traffic?
1: And that was when everyone presumed it was just a placeholder, because it doesn't look like... A very, I mean, it doesn't particularly look very interesting as a Pokemon. It looks
2: like someone's taken Ditto, made its body gray, and slapped a cog on its head. Yeah.
0: yeah. I will say, seeing it in action, like, seeing it with the uh, animation, it looks more like a Pokemon mm. to me. Because, uh, like, they showed footage of it in Let's Go, and I was like, okay. I Like, I can see... The, it as a pokemon now cuz
2: it's got like it looks a little cutesier, you know like yeah well, the thing is they those pro they did a whole promo video on it didn't they like an introduction to mm-hmm. Meltan, Yeah. which was yep. um, professor Ike speaking to professor pokemon go i've forgotten his name um... i can't remember
0: his name either <laughs>
2: <laughs> but surely if if it was a mistake that would have been quite hard to you know churn out that quick
1: yeah but i wonder if like what well, i think did they just press the button too early because they they did that cutesy like tweeting at each other in nintendo of america tweeting like the pokemon company like oh should we should we show something and then they sent out the video to the the link to the video and then it was like oh now you can cash it in pokemon go as well it's also going to be in pokemon let's go it just seems like they clicked the button too early released it before they were meant to very possible
0: that was kind of what I was thinking, too, was that like they already had it prepped, and then it was just like, oh, whoops. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, stranger things have happened. But uh, I, I do think this is really interesting just because it's crazy to me that, at least seemingly, that there's a Pokemon that you have to play Pokemon Go to catch. You know, because now it's got me thinking like, shit, do I need to reinstall this game and catch this fucking thing so I have one? You know, like, is this going to be my only way to get one?
2: Well, They haven't said how you get it yet on, well, not on the Switch version of the game. In Pokemon Go, uh, they've kind of said that, oh, to get it in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu slash Eevee, the key seems to be Pokemon Go. So that, that's that got to be code for you have to catch it in Go and then get it from the yeah. park place to have it in the Switch.
0: Which is a great idea, marketing-wise. But for me, I'm like, ah, I don't want to reinstall Pokemon Go just so I can get this one freaking Pokemon. Like, all right, like, guess what? I'm going to do it because I'm a fucking Mark. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: I'm not happy about it. <laughs>
2: That's the thing though, isn't it? It's it's one of those ways to tie the two games together and maybe even kind of encourage more people to go backwards on Pokemon Go, spend a bit of cash there and encourage the interaction between the two.
0: Yep. Yeah, or, or even just like for you to look at it and be like, oh wow, they've added a lot since I played. Oh, it's less buggy than when I played. Oh, maybe, mm-hmm. I'll, you so know, like... I'll
2: be honest. When it came out that it was real and that people were seeing it in-game, I fired up Pokemon Go again for the first time in about five months. There you go. So it worked on me. It got me back to playing. They got you.
1: It. Do you think this is going to be the only, like, new Pokemon in Let's Go, or do you think we're going to see more? Because it said to be continued at the end of the video.
0: I think it's going to be the only one, because I remember uh, when they announced the game, they said that they would be adding one Pokemon, one exclusive Pokemon. Oh, so, okay. uh, and again, like, that could mean that there's one exclusive Pokemon in Let's Go, and then this is an exclusive one that's in Go, but. I don't, I don't think so. Like, the fact that they called out there's going to be one new exclusive, you know, special Pokemon, I think this is our guy. If it's in
2: Pokemon Go, it's not exclusive, though. It's in two games, huh? Right. That's technically not exclusive. They, they, seem,
1: they seem to be seeing it as Pokemon Let's Go is, like, part of the Pokemon Go franchise more than Pokemon do you know yeah, what I mean? If like someone said to you... The, the way you catch Pokemon is is unique. And by the way, no one at EGX knew how handheld was going to work. I asked three people. None of them knew how you would catch po- Pokemon in handheld mode, other than motion controls.
2: Great.
1: Um, So that's still not been clarified. Um, I just... Uh, yeah, it seems like the two games are so intertwined.
2: But if, if I said to you, you can get... I don't know. You can get a golden Pikachu exclusively on Pokemon Yellow... Okay, would you then expect yeah. to be able to get it in Red and Blue?
1: No, yes. but I would expect what? to be able to trade it to Red yes. and Blue.
0: Exactly, yeah. You couldn't get it in Red and Blue, but you could get it into Red and Blue by trading it. Yeah,
1: but that means then what you're saying, Pixel, is it's not exclusive to Pokemon Let's Go. It's exclusive to Pokemon Go, and you're trading it to Pokemon Let's exactly. Go, Exactly, right? so
2: if that, if, right. if that holds up, then that's not the Pokemon that's exclusive to Pokemon Let's Go, surely.
0: Yeah, or, or the wording on that original announcement was garbage because of how convoluted this whole thing is. But you think about it too, like, th- this is going to be such an interesting thing, because it's like, so when the next game comes out, is Meltan catchable in that game? Or do I have to transfer him over from Let's Go? Do I have to then catch him in Go, put him in Let's Go, and then transfer him over to the new games? Like... I don't know. It it gets really complicated. And, like, what happens when Let's Go eventually folds, right? Or not Let's Go. When Go eventually folds, Uh, what happens to this guy? You know, like... And they'll figure it out. This happens all the time. They introduce legendaries. They've had event legendaries before that you could only get by going to, like, GameStop or Toys R Us or something. This ultimately isn't that much different, but it's certainly interesting. And it's, like, a very unique move for for pokemon and nintendo to be doing something like this it's it's cool uh, i'm annoyed by it but it's it's certainly
1: smart
2: so what if the evolution of it is the one that's exclusive to let's go that could work because you can only evolve it in let's go
1: is it of is it evolvable? It's uh, it's like, do we know what its evolution is? It's a That's mythical one, right?
2: It's, there's there's no information
0: on if it has an evolution, but in the article that Pixel wrote for it, he pointed out that it was like considered like a legendary Pokemon. Yeah, and legendary Pokemon don't usually evolve.
1: But it's like, you, it's like Mewtwo, which you can get in Let's Go only if you buy the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know. I hope so, you bought. I hope you've pre ordered that Pete because you're gonna need I to get. It. You, you're gonna need to get it in order to get Mew too.
0: I, I already, I already just ex- accepted them. Like, I guess I'm just not going to get Mew then, because you're not gonna I'm be not... able to,
1: you're not gonna be able to catch them all.
0: I, I well, I, oh well, I
2: guess. <laughs> Wait, is it Mew or Mew Two that's exclusive to the Pokeball Plus? It's Mew. It's Mew
0: as well. <laughs>
2: but you, okay. you can catch Mew in Pokemon Go, can't you? If you do that long-winded quest. Yes, so then you, you
1: can, can
0: catch one Mew in Pokemon Go, but you can't transfer it to Let's
2: Go.
1: Oh, that's brutal. Seriously. How fucked, fucked up is that? It. You have to buy the ball.
0: You have to spend $50 on the broke-ass Joy-Con that's shaped like a Pokeball <laughs> and apparently not fun to
2: use. Tell you what, Pete, we'll get you the Pokeball as a present and we'll get you Dark Souls <laughs> and you have to complete Yay! them using both.
0: i'll have something to look forward to under the christmas tree this year you
2: can only you can only keep it if you play dark souls with the pokeball plus that's that's the rule we have to complete
0: that would make for brilliant content so i'm down (laughs) (laughs) just have me stream that like every day for the next six years until i finally beat that damn game (laughs) (laughs) uh so uh, moving right along, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the games that we're most excited about that are coming to Nintendo platforms this week, uh, the first of which is one that unfortunately you guys will not be able to enjoy. Uh, Nintendo's latest mobile effort, Dragalia Lost, is out today on iOS and Android if you live in... Ah, uh, the U.S., Japan, or a couple other uh, regions. We did an article about it on com that you can check out. I'll link to it down below in the description if you want to see specifically what regions are um, are there. But if you're not, if you're an English speaker and you're not in America, you probably can't play the game. It's not even so. in
1: Canada, right?
0: No, no, it's only in this. I think it's only in the states and then like four Eastern countries.
1: Yeah, so I think it's in Japan, Hong Kong. And a few other places. And like, Singapore there? or something yeah. like that.
0: Like, another, like, you know... I don't mean to say, like, random to be dismissive, but I remember when we talked about it originally, it was, like... It wasn't, like, a
1: specific dig- region. It wasn't, like, it's yeah. in, it's in like, uh, Asia and yeah. North America. It's just, it
0: was just, like... It was
1: just, we've picked some countries. <laughs>
0: yeah, three countries, seemingly, at random. Uh, so... I already downloaded the game last night, so if you want to, you know, um, I mean, it's up now, right? By the time this is posted, you'll be able to go download it and check it out. Uh, I'll have some impressions for for you too and the listeners next week, um, and we'll see. I was thinking about maybe doing like a review or something for the site, but it's like kind of weird to review a mobile game that will probably evolve and change. So I think I don't know.
1: it's worth you- talking about though. Like you, you know, you you can review pokemon go when it came out and like you said yeah it evolves over time but it's still pretty much the same game
0: so i'm I'm thinking of doing some kind of impressions about it for for y'all at home so if you listeners have any thoughts on how you'd like to see that coverage handled feel free to let us know in the comments down below but one thing i thought was really interesting uh there's a twitter account um sensor tower that uh is kind of like an analytics account that i i just saw this come up uh this was yesterday. Despite being unplayable until tomorrow, Nintendo's Dragalia loss is already the number two most downloaded iPhone app on Japan's App Store. Nice. So, go Nintendo, right? Uh, it was It's number three in Taiwan, number five in Hong Kong, number five in Macau, and number 23 in the US, as of yesterday. So, not too shabby for a game that hadn't released yet.
2: <laughs> they're starting to pick up their mobile games now, aren't they? I think they're, they're going to expand quite well into that in the future because things like um, Super Mario Run didn't they kind of flop.
0: Yeah, Super Mario Run didn't really set the world on fire, but I think it's really just because like the premium model doesn't work on mobile. Nobody wants to pay $10 for a mobile game and I think that's why mobile games are largely trash.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: at the end of the day, you have to you have to succeed by like doing what works in that space, you know, like and and accepting what models consumers in that space
1: want to use and i don't think
0: people wanted to pay ten dollars for a game
1: which they did with uh pocket camp
0: yeah and that game was successful fire emblem heroes is a huge success for them uh i i remember just kind of reading a statistic in passing i'm pretty sure fire emblem heroes has made them more money than the entire fire emblem franchise combined wow before now so that's significant
1: i miss i really miss mitomo like we should bring that back.
0: Oh my God, Meitomo was something else, <laughs> man. That was a that was a fucking experience. I remember downloading that and being like, "What? What am I supposed to do? Just go
1: over like... to your friend's house and then take weird pictures with them." It was just odd. I, I lit I literally used
2: Meitomo as a way to kind of generate tons and tons of those. Is it silver or platinum? my Nintendo points thinking yes. when the service yeah, launches, yeah. I'm going to have loads of coins. I'm going to be able to buy all the club Nintendo stuff like you used to be able to. And then it launched. I was like, yeah, you can't, you can't really use it on anything. <laughs> so I'd <I've> spent all <laughs> these hours. Was... Yeah, exactly.
0: I will say something that was really nice for me was that when I got pocket camp, I had all those coins I had earned in the bank and I was like, I'm rich.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish I'd used silver coins as eShop currency as well, but like maybe divided it by 10. So right yeah when it launched i had so many and they've all just expired oh, i've used them for nothing
0: i miss that i club nintendo was so like at its peak was so cool uh i remember like when they first launched it like i'm a nerd and keep every box that i ever have so it's like i remember when i was first aware of it i was like well i have about a hundred nintendo games with codes in them so mm-hmm. then i just went and entered them all in and i was like a poor college student but then i had like two hundred dollars in nintendo <laughs> credit and i was just like yes like...
2: <laughs> my favorite thing was they used to do these little key rings pikmin key rings and i mm-hmm. had it attached to my keys for like a year or so before the little pikmin fell off Absolutely going. And you can't get them anymore. And if you look on eBay, they're like two hundred pounds. It's ridiculous. I wish they'd bring them back, you know?
0: Yeah, and like I have um I remember like they had those like custom the three DS like cart cases with the different inserts that you could get. Like I've got like a Zelda one. Um yeah, that I've was that like one. came out right when they did um I guess it must have been Link Between Worlds, and it was every single version of Link like in a lineup, you know, and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like I still use that. Yeah, that was so good. It was like that was such a great I don't know, that was such a great service. It was so cool to like get rewarded with like physical goodies for being like a loyal fan, you know? Um and it's like, I don't know, Nintendo, like I'm a mark and I liked being rewarded for being a mark.
2: Yeah, the whole gold points thing is cool, you can use them on the eShop. But you just lose the whole physical side of it, which is, you know, disappointing to me.
0: Yeah, and not that I don't have enough fucking Nintendo collectibles at this point in my life, but, you know, it, it was nice to have that exclusive swag and be like, oh, cool, like, I'm I'm one of the inner circle, you know? Um, but I will say, you're right, that getting software is awesome. Like, I got Hollow Knight for free when it was on sale because I had, you know, uh, some change in my, I, I think I paid, like, maybe not free, but it was, like, 10 cents or something. You know, and I was like, that's that's a great nice. that's
1: a steal you can you can buy those vouchers with them though can't you and, and um use them on the online store
2: you can oh yeah you uh, you can yeah but it's like you can
0: if you want to spend like 400 dollars
1: to, <laughs> to
0: get it i i somebody somebody on a podcast i listened to did the napkin math and it's literally like i think you have to spend like four or six hundred dollars in games to be able to get the year subscription so
2: wow that's insane
0: if we all pool how much we spend every year, we could get the the family thing for free every year and just keep renewing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, you know, the rest of the, the releases are unsurprisingly on Nintendo Switch. Out today on Nintendo Switch, uh, which is you know Thursday the 27th, we've got Armello, which uh, if you're not aware is an uh, awesome little board game with uh but obviously it's a video game board game it's a board game made to be played as a video game uh it's a really tight game i played it when it came to steam a couple years ago it's on every platform now uh and i think it's a perfect place on uh or nintendo switch is a perfect place for it it's a really fun little multiplayer title if you like like turn-based board game style video gaming like a la civilization um this is a a great you know, play on that and it's different. It's different than like any other game in that space that yeah, I've played.
1: It, it does look very civilization with the hex squares as well.
0: Yeah. And the art style is really charming. Uh it's it's a great little game. I, I really have enjoyed it. So if uh if you haven't played it, yeah, give it a shot. So then we've also got uh Towerfall, which is a game that Pixel wrote an article about but forgot existed
2: apparently. <laughs> She's not supposed to tell him <laughs> It does look good though, I'll be honest. I'd I'd just forgotten about it.
1: Yeah, it's it's from Matt Makes Games, the uh, creator of Celeste. And Celeste's actually a character in the Switch version of Towerfall.
0: Yeah, both uh, Madeline and Badeline are going to be exclusive uh, additional characters, which is really cool. Um, I've only played Towerfall, like, once uh, over at, like, a buddy's place, but it's a really fun party game.
2: Yeah, on the Switch version, I think it was four people could play together before. The Switch version's been bumped up to six as well, so you can have more players which is interesting
0: especially considering like it was already hectic with four people so like i feel like six is going to be like the eight player smash equivalent where it's just like oh boy
2: <laughs> yeah well if they've, they've taken it used to be four by three the game's kind of screen and now it's widescreen on switch oh. so that kind of allows for more space for two more players okay so that, that's how they've that's how they've managed to keep it less chaotic i guess
0: okay that makes sense i was gonna say that must be fucking insane but all right, yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, so yeah, Towerfall, great, great one to pick up if you're a fan of uh, you know party games. It's a very, very, very crazy game, but it's a ton of fun. Uh, so then next up is Wander Song. I'm not sure about this one. One of you guys called this out.
1: It looks it looks really cool. It's like uh, you play this. It's kind of like a cutesy platformer style game from what I've seen, and you it's quite musical and looks looks good.
2: The main character's a bard in it. And I think basically you solve all the puzzles or get past the levels by singing.
1: Mm -hmm. It sort of looked a little bit like, um, did you ever play Night in the Woods? Yes. The musical parts of that, like you have to find musical notes and things like that. It seemed a little bit like that from what I've seen.
0: Well, Steve, uh, you you sold me on it when you described it as cutesy, musical, and platformer. Those are three adjectives that will get me to check out any game. So uh, definitely one to one to keep your eyes peeled for if you're into cutesy, musical platformers. <laughs> uh, next up is FIFA 19, which comes a Switch.
1: I'm I, I was I, you know I'm so excited about this. I never saw it coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i don't know i figured i figured this might be worth mentioning you know uh we obviously have a european listenership soccer's not as big a deal here but you guys certainly love your mm-hmm. soccer so fifa it's, 19
1: it's, fifa is the biggest game selling game every single year in the uk
0: yeah by like a pretty wide margin yeah right? like <laughs> so uh, yeah god bless if you want to play it on Nintendo Switch uh, on the go with less features now that's an option for you again this year Uh, <laughs> and we've got a couple other <laughs> exciting games coming out this week before we'll, we'll be back for episode two. So I just wanted to highlight those to keep your eyes open for, uh, tomorrow we have Splatoon 2, Super Mario Odyssey, and Breath of the Wild starter packs are all going to be dropping. If you guys aren't aware, we've got an article on LootPots.com that it breaks that whole thing down, which I'll link to down below. But basically, uh, these are just these games with a strategy guide at the exact same price as they retailed for so um added value for the same price how do you beat that
1: are they available outside the u.s i don't know about that
0: you know i'm not sure no i don't I, think I they think, are i think they might just uh, be u.s only so yeah
2: i've not seen them in any european retailers yet so. Oh, okay
0: so this is the episode where i just dangle things in uh-huh. front of our european listenership i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh and then we've also got uh dragon ball fighter z or fighters uh like I don't know Jerry's out on that one, but I'm pretty sure that Arc Systems has said it's officially Fighters.
1: I think it's Fighters, which, yeah.
0: Which, fine, but maybe don't. I don't know. Maybe. So don't, then we'll just don't.
1: call the show, what, Dragon Balls?
0: Yeah, right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe don't stylize it like that. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Um, but either way, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is a fantastic little fighting game. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit when I got to play it on PS4. So, uh, another great addition of the Switch's library. I'm interested to see how it runs. I haven't heard anything about it. I was going to say, yeah, it.
1: do you know if it's 60? Because it is on the PS4.
0: I don't know. Like, the art isn't, like, photorealistic or anything like that. So, I imagine it's a little easier to mm-hmm. get that. To it looks work like the 16. anime
1: style, right? It looks like you're playing one of their cartoons.
0: Yeah, it, it straight up looks like an episode of the cartoon. And it's truly impressive. I don't mm-hmm. mean to diminish the graphics. They're fucking gorgeous. But I think it's like Wind Waker, where it's like the cell shadiness of it seems like it would make it easier to run at 60. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they bumped it down to 30, because it's a really fast paced game.
1: Which is why I hope it's not down at 30, because a fast paced game you want, and especially a fighting game, you want the most optimum response time.
2: Yeah. Okay, so this brings up a quick debate. Sorry would you rather steve mm-hmm. would you rather have a game in 60 fps at 720
1: or in 30 at 1080 60 720 yeah 100 game for me no way never always 60 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean because like I, there are some games that i think run fine at at below 60 um like if you're if it's not a speed oriented game or whatever like you know that that matters
1: breath Breath of the wild
0: right breath of the wild didn't run at 60 lock the whole time and it was fine
1: breath of the wild was 30 yeah and 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 that was like 900p for most of it on the on on the (laughs) console so it's like that doesn't even get to 1080 anyway if they can get that to 1080 then i'll take that but sure
0: (laughs) so yeah i don't know i think it really does depend um, but generally I agree with you. Like, uh, like I've got the PS4 pro now and I have a default to, um, push performance over graphics. Yeah.
1: Always.
2: Oh, do, do you have a 4k TV or are I you just do. 1080p with the, you do? Yeah. Okay. I, and like, you still choose the boosted performance over 4k? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause like, it's more important to me that the game is locked at 60 and it's not not giving me 4k. It's just not pushing it to its limits. And I would, I'd rather it be as nice as it can be, you know, without stuttering. Fabulous. Because that to me is going to take me out more than it being like slightly less good graphics, you know? Like, it's like I'm playing Spider Man on that and it looks fucking gorgeous, you know? So, like, I don't have any complaints visually. It looks phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it still won't run at 60, though, will it, even on the Pro? No. <laughs> <laughs> Might at 720, though. Would you take that dip?
0: i mean i that's how i played it the first weekend i played it i was uh away for a, uh, a wedding with my girlfriend and she was like you can bring the ps4 i understand and i played it in our hotel room <laughs> on the shitty little 720 samsung and we were both just sitting there like it's still beautiful it's still fucking beautiful
2: well uh, it doesn't have a remote play why did you take it with you that is a good question <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: But I, I I got my money's worth. I played it several hours over that weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then there's the last game to call out is this Tuesday. Mega Man 11 is going to be dropping on Nintendo Switch, which uh, is a game I'm super excited for. Love platformers. Um, have a healthy respect for the Mega Man franchise thanks to my time with the Legacy Collection. So I'm excited to play a new I one. I
1: held out from the demo. Have you got the Legacy Collection on Switch? I do. Is it worth? buying both halves one of the halves
0: uh i so i bought it as a as a combo okay. you know i think if you're only going to buy one buy the first one cuz mega okay. man 2 and 3 are generally considered to be the best ones and um based on my experience with the franchise which is admittedly limited i would agree i think uh mega man 2 is like one of the best platformers i've ever played um i really really enjoyed my time with it and um i haven't finished mega man 3 yet but it's also very good so, I think if you're going, if you're looking to get that classic Mega Man experience, that's the way to go. But, um, you know, if you wait, you can get part one and two as a bundle for pretty cheap. Like, I, I picked up the physical copy, which had both, and I was able to get it for, I think it was like 30 bucks or something like that on sale. Yeah, no, that's pretty good.
1: Not it's bad. safe to say, then, that Mega Man's not coming to the NES Classic or, or uh, on Switch.
0: Oh, um, probably not.
2: That'd be interesting if they did do it. Well, to be fair, the NES Classic or NES Mini, whatever it is, that has The Legend of Zelda on it, does it not? And it also has Mega Man. And they re-release that on the Switch in the NES app.
0: So, yeah.
1: Weird, isn't it?
0: I think it, it depends on how much money they're willing to shell out. Like, if they give Capcom a payday for the rights to Mega Man, you know, even just two or three or whatever, like,
1: but yeah, I mean, the other thing they could do is put the first one on there and then it kind of entices you to go, oh, I really enjoyed Mega Man. And then you go buy the Legacy Collection. It could be like a good in
0: yeah. to
1: the series.
0: Sure. They should not put Mega Man 1, though, because it's not good. Um, <laughs> it's <just brutal. laughs> to, to say it's not good is probably unfair. Like, it's, it obviously was important stepping stone, but compared to the rest of the games, it's Mega Man 2 is like night and day difference. All right, so then to close out the show, uh, there's a little news story I wanted to kind of use as a jumping off point to have a, a fun little conversation about uh, Super Smash Brothers. So uh, Sakurai, who has a, a weekly column over at uh, Famitsu, which is a popular Japanese gaming magazine, uh, he had a little quote about Smash characters that I thought would be an interesting jumping off point for a short conversation. So here's what he had to say in his weekly column. We announced Isabelle in Nintendo Direct. However, it would be a mistake to think that new character announcements will keep going at this pace until Smash Bros. releases. We may have been a little trigger happy, so we'll be living modestly from here on out.
2: I thought you were going to read that in Japanese.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, here, let me rewind.
2: It's, It's interesting, though.
0: Yeah, I thought this was a a funny statement because I love how he was like, you're not going to see that many characters and they've already announced what, like nine new ones. You know, I I think him saying that they're not going to continue at this pace makes sense. But I, I was wondering, how many characters do you think are left to be announced? Because to keep at that pace doesn't even really like like what would that even mean right like there's only so many weeks before the game comes out at this point yeah if they gave us one every month that would still only be three characters so it, it I, that doesn't seem crazy to me you know like i, I was thinking it was maybe gonna be two. yeah
2: I, i'd probably go with two or three maybe two with a couple of echo fighters thrown in
0: it's interesting because, like, I, I don't know how much it matters what the number is, but it's like right now they're at 68. So one more leaves them at 69. <laughs> the- don't think that one's going to happen. You never know. But 70, that's a nice clean number.
1: 70 seems,
2: yeah.
0: And I know if you look at the box, there's like one yeah, character that's space what I was that's unoccupied.
1: Say. I hope it's Waluigi. I
0: I hope it's Waluigi for the next one because it would be priceless if they revealed Waluigi as the 69th playable character.
1: I just, I just, I hope like it's just been that long con of nah, Waluigi's not coming, we're not going to bother and then, oh wait, now we've got one last character to announce and it's Waluigi. I
0: I tell you what, if he doesn't make the original roster I bet, I bet he's DLC.
1: Do you you think there's going to be DLC though? I I can't see that there would.
0: I definitely think there will be. Because, like, you look at this game and, granted, it's massive. There's so much content in it. But I just, if you don't do DLC, that's so much, you're just leaving money on the table, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and people will want it. Like, I don't think people would be like, oh, it's too many characters, you know? Like, we want more stuff. And if Smash is coming out now, you have to imagine this is the Smash we're going to have for the entirety of the Switch's life cycle. And if the Switch is around for five years, eight years, you know, whatever. uh, I have to imagine they're going to want to support the game for at least some stretch of time. And what better way to do that than by releasing new characters and new stages? It gets people really excited. And if they charge us five bucks a pop for them, that money adds up.
1: You think it would be chargeable they wouldn't go the Splatoon 2 route and just keep releasing free characters, free stages? I would say that's
2: the way they're going to go. They're going to do it with you think ni- it'll be yeah, free? Nintendo Switch Online. They want people playing games online anyway. Splatoon got those exclusive packages through exclusive bonus content through Nintendo Switch Online. You could get exclusive characters for Smash in the same way. I, I
0: think that's interesting. I wouldn't say that that's impossible, but I feel like that's so much different. Because I feel like giving you a, f- a free T-shirt in Splatoon or whatever is like that's like an art asset. It's a palette swap.
1: Yeah, they've added it, but they've added like six or seven new stages, new modes to Splatoon Two. There's new weapons that's every true. every month. They've added so much free content to Splatoon, and I know next month is the last stage they're adding to Splatoon 2, so I wonder if we'll get Splatoon 3 announcement next year, but like, why would they charge for just a couple of stages for Smash Brothers, but not charge for Splatoon? And I know they did the same thing on the Wii U with uh, Mario Kart, they charged for the stages, they charged for the DLC, and they didn't for Splatoon.
0: I wonder if it's because Splatoon 2 is a game that is contingent on there being a multiplayer community and an audience, and you need to release content to keep them going, whereas I think with Smash... Like, people will pay for those characters. They did it last time, they'll do it again. And, like, I, 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 don't get me wrong. I hope you guys are right. I'd love to get everything for free. But realistically, if they're like, hey, it's a new character in a new stage, you're going to buy it. Like, if you're a serious competitive Smash player, you have to buy it. And if you're somebody who plays the game regularly, you're going to be like, oh, cool, new content, new level. Can't wait to play it. Like, I spent, what, there was um, seven DLC characters last time. And they were what, 250 each, or something like that, or
2: around that, yeah yeah. Uh,
0: and I bought every one of them, you know, And like you think about, multiply that by, you know what? The, the last game sold, I think it was like between five and six million or something like that on the Wii U. So imagine what the sales are going to be like on the switch. And imagine you get that five bucks from, you know eight million people every time you put out that DLC. That's attractive. I don't know. I hope it's free. I think they're going to charge for it. Maybe. Because it's it's so much money. It, <laughs> it's so much money.
2: The exclusive bonus thing makes more sense to me because you've got a game like Smash that sells like hotcakes. Spatoon 2, sure that's online and sold, sold well too, but that was in the past. That was like nearly a, over a year ago. So if you wanted to push online... Doing an exclusive character for Nintendo Switch Online would increase sales dramatically.
0: Can you imagine if they put out one every year, so you had to oh. just be like, "Oh, I gotta re up so I can get the, the Smash character." To
2: be fair, it could just be like an Echo Fighter or something, but make it exclusive to Switch Online, and you've guaranteed a bunch more sales.
0: I, so I was—that was one of the things I wanted to ask. That if we, if we, assuming that we accept there will be DLC characters, how many do you think there will be? Because like I said, Smash had seven, but three of them were returning fighters uh, with Mewtwo, Roy, and... um...
2: Lucas? Lucas! Lucas! Lucas Lucas is the
0: third one. So I'm thinking like five maybe makes sense. And then again, we're at a clean number of 75, but I could see it being 72 or 74 or whatever. But I think like four or five DLC fighters probably seems... Reasonable? Yeah, I'd,
2: I wouldn't put it past them. One thing I'm surprised is, because obviously Splatoon's a new IP. That's in the new Smash Bros. ARMS yeah. just got completely forgotten about.
1: There's no ARMS characters. It's a fighting game, though. They seem like such, like, competition for Smash Bros. Like, it's the same yeah, genre of game. But then I guess Street Fighter's the same genre of game, and that's there in there.
0: I have to agree with Pixel, though. I, I think, like, that's how you get excitement for that game. Because like Arms was a great game, I loved it a lot, and it sold well, you know, for what it is. But it didn't move the needle in the same way that Splatoon has. And I think the best way, in my mind, to to set that series up for like a a successful sequel is put a put Ribbon Girl and Springman spring Spring, Spring Springman yeah in there as either palette swaps or as echo fighters of each other or whatever. And um, and and promote arms, you know, and and then like release an arms too. That's more robust because as good as that game was, it was a little content light, you know. If you didn't want to do online, you ran out of stuff to do pretty quickly. If you didn't have people to play with.
1: Well, that's the same as Splatoon. Like no one, no one cared about a single player.
0: Right, and that's fine because Splatoon's multiplayer is super popular. It's huge. Whereas like ARMS, I was doing the ranked for a couple months after it ended and you hit a point eventually where the only people left are fucking god tier and I just stalemated. You know, I got stuck at like I think level nine or ten and Mm -hmm. I just couldn't rank up anymore and it was like, all right, well, that's that.
2: I think ARMS is probably the one Nintendo game that I just gave up on. I didn't bother with. I played it for like a day, two days, picked it up a couple of hours the later week and that was it. I was like, no, I don't like it. That's it. It's not enough.
1: No, I was the same with Tennis, though. Married mm-hmm. Tennis Aces. That's why I didn't
0: buy that, actually, because I was just like, the multiplayer's not going to be enough to keep me engaged, you know?
2: Yeah, I skipped that one, too.
1: It's just, it was, yeah, it's just there's not enough there. There needs to be more modes. There needs to be more interesting things to do rather than just the same mode. But then Smash is literally the same game every time, right? It's just a different place it takes place yeah. in. yeah. And yeah, there's, yeah, there's a bazillion fighters that you have to learn their special moves, but I I guarantee most people just have their one favorite and they stick to it. I
0: I think that's the difference though, is like, because of that, even if you only play one character, there's all these hundreds of stages. There's, you know, uh, the fact that every time you play the game, you're playing with different people and they're using different characters and, you know, you can play online and play against, you know, an unlimited number of people with different skill levels and like what makes smash good is what makes any game that's like esports that's an esport good is that it's and, and so you know it's the same reason that like yeah like it's is a game of soccer or baseball or whatever like the same every time no the rules are the same every time but what teams are playing what players are involved what mode you're doing in the sake of a video game right like those things do change it and make the experience unique every time and i think with arms every character can use every other character's weapons. So the only difference is their special moves and there are objectively two or three that are the best. You know, so it's like at high level play, you really only see like three or four characters. And it did did get stale eventually. And like, I was super engaged with it for a while, but I hit a point where I was like, there's nothing left for me to do. And not because I don't want to, because there's nothing left for me to do. I've done it all. And i hit that point earlier than i wanted to and that's no good you want to keep me engaged and they kept putting out new characters i still put it in every once in a while and play it with friends but that you know that becomes rarer and rarer as new things come out and we're interested in new stuff
2: so do you think they've kind of given up on arms and it's not going to be in smash and the franchise is dead or do you think they're going to do a second one improve upon it and maybe sneak a character into smash
0: i think the latter yeah I, th- I think I think we will see it again. I think we will see an Arms character in Smash because Arms sold well. It was financially successful and it was critically successful for the most part. Like those, the criticisms we're outlining are legitimate, and I think Nintendo's aware of them. You know, they were they were definitely well documented that that was people's problem was Hey, great game, I want more. You know, like it, was, it wasn't worth it. For, for how much it cost and for how much I got out of it. So I think if they come back with an ARMS 2 and there's renewed interest in those characters because of Smash and the game comes out and it looks great and it's got, you know, a, a more attractive package, mm-hmm. I think there's totally totally an opportunity for them to succeed there. Um, and that would actually be my number one pick for a DLC fighter, would be an ARMS fighter. Because I love the game and I want to see the franchise get that representation. And it's the only, like, major... Nintendo franchise on the Switch that's, like, a new IP. Yeah. So, like, I want to see it get that that nod, you know? Um, so that takes me to my next question. Uh, if you guys could pick one dream character, like, no strings attached to put in the game, who would it be? Because my other pick is Shovel Knight, but Trophy, yeah,
2: so. Yeah. I, I'm going to go out and pick Steven's character for him. Steve <laughs> Stephen would like to see Captain Toad in Smash.
1: <laughs> yeah, Captain Toad would be awesome in Smash. How good would it be you
0: put him in and he can't jump? Like, he's the only character that has no jump ability.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Only a recovery. (laughs) What about, like, a character, though, that's never going to be in it because they're from some kind of franchise that's tied up?
2: Yeah, there's that question of kind of like Spyro, whether that's come into Switch, which it is, but whether that would come into Smash as well, and if it would be a joint reveal. So I wonder if Spyro could be a potential realistic contender from another kind of company.
0: Or, or crash even
2: yeah crash that sold really well didn't it
0: oh my god yeah, yeah. i mean especially in the uk uh it was like the best-selling game yeah, of the it's, year
1: it's, it's been number one for months on amazon like
0: i i remember uh reporting it on my other podcast uh like a couple weeks ago where it was like it was finally not in the top 10 in the uk for like <laughs> a week and it was like what like <laughs> that's insane
2: did it not do well in the U.S., or uh, was it just kind of bumped down by other no. games?
0: No, it, it did really well in the U.S., but you guys just fucking gobbled <laughs> it up, like, in the U.K. for what, like, I know PlayStation has a resonance in the U.K. because Nintendo has always, like, ignored you guys, you know, like, or not the U.K., like, Europe as a whole. It's like, PlayStation has always been popular in that region, but especially in the U.K., so I guess it was just the nostalgia of just, like you you fucking UK gamers show up for PlayStation shit I'll, I'll, I'll like... be
2: honest I bought Uncharted just so I could play Crash in it <laughs> <laughs> I'm that see, kind of that's person what I'm
0: talking about so yeah I, I think Crash would be a, a great decision and like he's he, you know he's one of the few like really relevant mascot characters that isn't in the game you know
1: other PS1 characters I'd like to see uh, original Lara Croft but looking like she did back then with her, with her oh, like no. dual <laughs> pistol UZIs or whatever, I could I could go for the Tomb Raider in there.
0: There you go.
2: Another thing I was gonna say is because the whole Spirit Mode thing in Smash and with Luigi's Mansion now having been announced, mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll see some kind of character that's going to be in the storyline for free, snuck into Smash Bros as kind of an introduction to luigi's mansion free maybe like as a boss maybe it won't be master hand maybe it'll be something else
0: that'd be cool or even um even something like uh you know like there's the stages that have like boss encounters and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like we could have like a new villain introduced on the luigi's mansion i
2: really want dr robotnik in there just for a boss but that's never gonna happen
0: (laughs) (sighs) oh that would be so cool though i would love uh even if it was just like in story mode or something, like if they like recreated the original like World One with the three platforms and he's flying by and you got to bop him on the head while the, oh, the ball swings around and so stuff. Good. How cool would that be? As a that Smash would be stage? amazing. Um. So yeah I, I I would love something like that. But uh and then like for like Echo Fighters and stuff, I mean, sky's the limit. Like I I think once we saw Richter get in, it's like gloves are off, man. It could be anybody. I think Shadow's probably a pretty, pretty, uh, yeah, of tales even. So yeah, um, I don't know. I think I'm thinking it's five. I'm thinking that's probably where we where we where we end up. So um, you know, we'll be back to speculate wildly about this more whenever we get our next character reveal uh so make sure you keep it tuned thank you guys so much for joining us here on the very first episode of the podcast make sure you tune in next thursday for episode two where we'll be talking about all the news reviews and uh rumors surrounding the world of nintendo if you guys want to support the show remember you guys can uh, give us a like on your platform of choice or if we're not on your platform of choice let us know and we'll get there and uh, if you really want to help the show out, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and give us one of those sweet five-star reviews. I'll accept a four-star review, but if you're going to go any lower than that, don't waste your time. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> uh.
0: As always, the best thing that you can do is just share the show. If you guys are a fan of, of that, this episode, you think you're going to want to be in for the long haul, you've got friends out there that are Nintendo fanboys and girls, and you think they might enjoy uh, hopping along for this ride, uh, please let them know we're out here. If you want to get with us on social media, we're at LootPots on Twitter, or you can visit us at looppots.com. We will see you all next week. Say bye, guys.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs>